Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about automated watering systems. Now, this kind of automated watering system can be applied to hydroponic grows, grows in cocoa or rock wool, or even grows in soil as well. It's really easy to do, reasonably cheap, and all of the instructions you need are in this episode. So roll yourself a fat one, uh, get stuck in. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's it's a bit shorter than most of our Grow Guide episodes, but uh, there's still lots of good information for you to catch up on in this episode. So yes, I hope you enjoy this episode. Roll yourself something fat, get a little high and enjoy, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So this week we are on episode 60 of the Grow Guides and we're going to be talking about automated watering systems for your grow room, you know, specifically for the indoor grows. But these things can be applied outdoors as well if you don't get much rain over the summer months. So, you know, the summer months are coming. People are going to be going on holiday and you might need to leave your plant alone for a few days or a week or something. And you need some kind of way to still water your plants so they don't die. Otherwise, you know, when you go on holiday, sometimes you have to take your whole tent down, wait a month, go on holiday, come back and set everything up again. And you could have just been growing if you just had an automated watering system. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And some of these are really simple. You can just make real, real simple ones using a bottle and some and some shoelaces. You know, it's, it is very simple to make some automated watering system, but then there are some that are more difficult as well. It takes lots of equipment and tubing and setting it up properly so it doesn't flood the house. You know what I'm saying, Twisted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a trouble, some trouble that Twisted had this week is he had some leak in his hydro. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was a simple mistake, an AM and a versus a PM timer mistake. You know, he, mm-hmm, he wanted yeah. to turn the water off a certain time AM and missed. That's it. Yeah. So you have to make sure it's done properly just to make sure you don't get the place flooded. So where do we start with this? I mean, let, let's start with soil grows because soil is a difficult one, really. You don't water it every day like you would in a hydro setup. You'd only water it like once every three days. And you can't set up a timer, a 24-hour timer, to go off every three days. You know what I mean? Actually, these days you can because I I have several timers. They are Mm. digital, and uh, you can set day of the week as well as uh, hours, minutes, and even seconds down on on these new digital timers that are out there. Nice. You can actually do that. Mm. Are Are they silent by any chance? Absolutely silent. Okay, because I have a timer. It's in my office with me right now. I know the ones you're talking about. They said <laughs> so they, it sounds like the, the like the old uh, electric <laughs> clock that's going out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sound. when it's yeah. quiet, it's just like what the fuck. This is not. I I've been thinking about looking at something else just because of the sound that it makes. Mm. The advantage of the new digital timers, though, you know, like I said, uh, you you have complete control day of the week, uh, hours, minutes, seconds. Uh, and I think up to, I've got one that'll do 19 waterings, 19 settings, and the other one will do 10 settings. Nice. So really? they're extremely yeah. flexible out there. So that's, if, if I have to make a recommendation for auto watering systems, that's where you want to be in digital timers. Yeah. How much are they? Are they setting back up? How much? Not too bad, really. About, uh, about uh, 
about 20 us dollars maybe yeah, so 30 at the most yeah not yeah. so bad eh? no it's not really that bad and it's a one-time investment once you have it you're done so it's good hmm. you say bubble you got the no, I, got wi the, I got the wi-fi one so i can be other side of the country and turn the lights on and off i can turn the pumps on and off i can set different times do nice all of that. i don't have to be anywhere near it so nice. essentially you could just have a camera in your grow room a couple mm -hmm. of cameras one looking at the plants one looking at the medium and you can check it and be like oh look that looks a bit dry flick on the water yep. well you could even have a moisture wow. meter stuck into the plant and actually have a camera exactly. on that meter if you want to so mm. then you'll know exactly what's going on the technology is wonderful you know yeah, damn technology, technology. <laughs> i'm just here with a light and a fan what the fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you can do it that way too <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy how automated things can get with uh with cannabis growing and indoor growing in general. But setting up one of those proper automated watering systems is fucking real sweet, man. I'd love to do it, but I don't really have a purpose for it. It's just if I'm going on holiday, then I'd have to set one up. But I'm here every day to you know water mm -hmm. plants when it, when it's needed. But there are them times when you know you you could be away. Maybe you, you're going out somewhere. You know, going out with the lads over the weekend or something, and you could set up mm -hmm. auto bro. So you'll get one of these digital timers then, Monkey, and because you recently set up auto watering for your cocoa grow, right? Yeah, and I've done it many different ways. Uh, the way I like to do it best is to actually use what's what I call fertigation rings, or, or you know, basically just a ring around the plant that hooks up to a hose. Yeah, so that yeah. Because then you drops, yeah, get more evenly even watering. Yeah, evenly watered around the pot. I'm a cocoa grower, so I have. He gone. Hello. <laughs> he just cut out. He has to do what? We're, we're all, yeah. I'm just waiting. Stop keeping us in suspense, bro. Oh, no, no, it, no. It's good for retention. Oh. It's good for retention. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there. You all start talking. My internet is unstable. I get it. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, yes, we can hear you now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, with a cocoa grow, I have to. I have to work every day. So setting this thing up is, is if I'm going kind of a holiday, it's it's mandatory. Mm -hmm. but but good news is you can't set one up and i've left my growth for as long as 10 days without any problem whatsoever and that's a cocoa growth nice. it needs right. daily attention yeah so you have to store your water somewhere when you're doing something like this you know you can't just pull the water out of the air you have a big reservoir of water somewhere mm -hmm. close to the grow tent linked up with tubes uh, mm -hmm. and onto a pump i assume which uh pushes directly yes, around for me, the pump that I use is basically just a small fountain pump you can buy it at most home improvement stores or, you know, the kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. about maybe, it's less than $20 US is the one I use. Um, and you really doesn't have to be a fast pump because it doesn't matter if it takes you five minutes to pump the water or five hours to pump the water. As long as the water gets to the pump, you're done. So and what so are you using I, for a reservoir? Five gallon buckets. And I actually take in, if I am going to be gone longer then it, I, that, that bucket will last. I'll take two buckets and then I basically made a little U-shaped PVC pipe that I can uh, link them together via siphon. So I can, I can make my five gallons into 10 or, or 15 or even 20 just by linking buckets. Nice. And it's easier to than carrying uh, and filling a massive, massive reservoir outside, mm -hmm. one of those mm -hmm. things like that. But one thing that I learned very, very early and I've always, always kept this philosophy is that if you have an auto watering system, you need to have some some way to catch the, the runoff, and that runoff catch basin <laughs> should be at least as big 
as your mm -hmm. supply reservoir is. In case something goes wrong, you don't want that water going, you know, one of those through the so floorboards twisted. Yeah, I didn't want to say it that way, but yeah, he knew what I was talking about. But <laughs> so, yeah, if I'm gonna if I've got 10 gallon reservoir, I've usually got at least a 10 to 12 gallon uh, catch basin underneath my pots. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those deals. But yeah, always always plan your auto watering system for the worst case scenario. What happens if? Because right. you know what? It's gonna happen. So let's start from the beginning of constructing this. Find yes. device that you have there, monkey. You have a reservoir. You say it's five gallon. Uh, yeah, use five gallon buckets. Common mm, about five twenty gallon. to twenty five liter. That is, yeah. Mm, eighteen to twenty liters, something in that range, like that, though. Yeah, but the standard ones that you can find relatively cheaply at most anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and take that, and then I use a, a fountain pump that goes in the bottom of the reservoir. Just a, a basic, small, cheap fountain pump. I think I probably paid twelve. 12 US dollars for mine. It's right. dirt cheap, small. Mm -hmm. That is pumped into through a tubing into your tent. It's got to go in through a light tight opening and all that kind what of stuff. What size like tubing that. are you using? I use, uh, I think what I'm using is 3.8 tubing, maybe half inch because, well, you have to find something that the pump will accept. And it's right. only a couple sizes. So get your pump first and then figure out what kind of tubing you want. But it's important. You need to use black tubing. Right. reason you need to use black tubing is because you can be pumping high, high, uh, nutrient liquids into your tent and some of those liquids are going to be exposed to bright lights and it doesn't right. take long for the for the uh, algae and other things to start mm -hmm. growing in there so you need to make sure you all your tubing and connectors if possible should be black right so you come into the tent and however many pots you have this is how you're going to have to go in and rig a manifold each pot should have its own supply if, if possible so if you got two plants in a tent, that's easy. That's one T. If you got four, then you're going to have to do multiple branches. But each pot should have its own supply. So you pipe that up to the pot and you have to decide, okay, you can use a drip emitter or you can use various different ways of delivering the water to the plant. Just make sure that the water is as evenly distributed as you can because plants going to appreciate this. Um, and it's going to depend uh, whether if you're a soil grower or a cocoa grower or what your media is. I'm a cocoa grower, so I need to plan every time my watering happens, I need to have runoff. Media has to have extra water. Hmm. Um, in soil, you don't want this. So the only way you can figure out exactly what you need to do is set up your system. And I, and I literally took the tubing off the, off the buckets and put it out there and I hit the timer. And when I got it to measure an X number of water, I made it a note that, okay, it takes X number of seconds to get this much water. And so every day, this is what I've got to do. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much just, yeah, you got to mock it up. There's no rules for a homemade watering system. You've got to figure everything out on your own. So yeah, you sit down there and you meter the water as it comes out. That's how much you need. So every day when lights come on, I deliver X number of, of ounces of water to my plant via this timer system. I can literally not look at my grow for a week if I feel like it. And everything seems to be good. Yeah. So it's it's like um an ebb and flow kind of setup, isn't it? You know, the flood and drain kind of growing method where it, say you'd water the cocoa till all the runoff goes into the the runoff trays right. at the bottom. And then you can pump while well, some people do. I've seen grows like that before where you can pump the uh, nutrients back into the reservoir and have it recycling 
round and round you like could, that. You could do that, but I am a drain to waste kind of mm -hmm, grower. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't really do that, but yes, that's possible. Now, and the last time we went, uh, left the grow was when I was in Spain recently. And in that situation, I had too many small pots to deal with. So I did something that is every cocoa grower's nightmare. I basically put the pots in, in the reservoir to catch basin. And I just put water in there every day and let them, let them drink from the bottom for a week. Bad it monkey. Yeah, I mean, well, I came back to tip burn and stuff like that. Oh, what are you doing? Wow. Yeah, every every cocoa grower would tell you, oh, no, don't do that. But he did warn us. He did warn us ahead of time. Uh -huh. know. You know, trigger warning, everybody. Please. <laughs> I'm growing for seed. I'm not really growing so much for, for a flower right now. So mm -hmm. I didn't really worry about what it was going to do to the quality of the buds. I was only concerned with keeping the plants alive long enough to mm -hmm. make seeds. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, this is where I was, you know, I had so much to do before I had to leave for the trip going like, okay, I need a quick, easy, something that's going to work is the answer. So it got me through it. One of those deals, be creative and don't be afraid to try something nobody else has ever done. Yeah, so if you're going to be using this for soil, then, and you're going to be watering once every three days, maybe four days, mm -hmm. you'd want to get one of these digital timers. You were talking about there, monkey, right? With, um, yeah, it has days of the week on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, actually, some of these timers even have uh, repeatable things like you can say, do this every X number of days or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, a yeah. lot of these new internet based uh, smart switches, um, some of them can actually go time down to the second. Most of them will go to the minute, which makes it a little bit more difficult to use those for auto watering because you really need to have that fine tuned down to the mm -hmm. second sometimes. Um, but the new digital, uh, like Bobohawk was talking about, these smart switches that he's using, if you can get the ones that go down to the second, they're very, very handy because, you know, you can correct problems far, far away from your home. Yeah. It's very, really and, super nice, super convenient. And one of the important things there as well, which Monkey brought up uh, briefly, is monitor how much water your pumps are going to be putting out. You know, once it's all set up, instead of feeding your plants straight away, just get some jugs of water and see how many liters are coming out of this, this pump into all the pipes every minute. So you can mm -hmm. estimate how much is being pumped through in like five minutes. And then say, if you're feeding your cocoa plants or, or your soil plants or whatever plants, two liters before you see them runoff, then you want to make sure that you're pumping enough to get it to the, the same stage or like two and a half liters to make sure that you get enough runoff if you're in cocoa, but about two liters if you're in soil, uh, you know how much you pump, can pump out in in about a minute and make sure we get the timing right to make sure you plant don't get too overwatered. Yeah, and knowing that information is going to help you size your reservoir correctly mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. you'll be able to last the amount of time that you're trying to do here. Yeah, you know, I've seen people leave them as long as two weeks without any problems. Two weeks? Two weeks? Reaction. Two weeks. Yeah, true. Yeah. It can't be done. Yeah, it can be done. It can be done. Yeah, I mean, the I... only problem. Go ahead. Sorry, the only problem I have with leaving it that long is that you're going to get fluctuations in your pH, and that yeah. that yeah. can become a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other kettle of fish to have to deal with if you leave it, it is. that long. You're right, and I do use the um, I use advanced nutrients, which has got a pH stable formula in it. It's got a buffer in it, which does help my my bucket stay stable for let's say four days. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I do get drift. And so yeah. what I always do in, in in preparation for that is I always lower the pH down to five five when I start. It gives it further further to go till it drifts. 
But even when I've come back and and I mean, for cocoa growers, it's it's a crime to even say these numbers. But yeah, the pH may be 6.7 when I come home, but the plants aren't dead. You know, and that's the key right there. The plants aren't dead. Wow. And it's not dead, it's just in being in a coma for two weeks. You know? No. <laughs> Killing uh, me, uh, yeah, no, it, it breaks all the rules, but sometimes when you got to do yeah, things, if, you yeah that's it. Them, if, what you, if you left them without that, they'll be dead anyway. So you have to just yeah. do this anyway, you know, and, and do just work yeah. with what you've got. From what I've, right. I've seen, it just it seems like the plants when the, when the pH drifts slowly like that, the plants seem to be able to compensate better. Mm-hmm. Now, if if I fed it one day at five eight and the next day at six point eight, you know, it's like I'm sure the plant would freak out. Yeah, but it's yes. like a little bit each day. The plant seems to compensate, and then I can come back. I can do the flush, get everything back online, and there you go. It's not a perfect system. Yes, in, in this reservoir as well, you know, whether you're in soil or cocoa, in soil you're just going to be using your plain water because hopefully you know, all the mm. nutrients are in your soil already. And uh, you make sure you got an air stone in there as well to constantly keep the water bubbling because if you leave it for too long, mm-hmm. then algae might start to develop and all that shit. So make well, sure it's stale too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, get get a lid on it to make sure no lights getting in there and shit mm-hmm. like that. I mean, a good thing to use is like a DWC bucket, and they're like twenty five liters, and you mm-hmm. can use that as a reservoir. But uh, make sure you got airstone in there. And monkey, did, you would have mixed your nutrients up with your water, added an airstone, and then left that right. Yeah, but what I do with my airstone, I find that if I leave the airstone on constantly, that the pH drifts much faster because of the oxygen in, in the water situation. So I will put my airstone on a timer. It comes on like maybe five minutes every hour just to kind of keep that bucket moving a little cool. bit. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to, seems to be fine. It's goddamn technology, man. Twisted's there in the chat. He said, use a <laughs> Wi-Fi soil probe and yeah. a Wi-Fi timer, and you can dial it in from wherever. Bye yes. now. Well, Twisted Twisted has his system built in such a way that he's actually got it automatically correcting his pH for him, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you can do this with various ink birds and various probes and situations like that. It can be done. If if you're going to be away for a long time, you can set this up. And this is uh, what Twisted does. Twisted works away for like a week at a time. He builds roads and stuff. So throughout the summertime, which is coming up now, he's going to be off to work soon. He's going to be able to leave his grow at home with all of this shit running and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking impressive, man. That is impressive. You can, there are so many different things on the market you can get now. You can you can get auto feeders that, attack, that run through a pH and then into your main res and mix through your res. And then you can like, you can, Automate everything. It's, Man, in the UK, you can even hire an Armenian guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> come in and do some light default. Yeah. Right away. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, just, trigger warning, everybody. Trigger warning. It's just a joke. You can't really, okay? It's just a joke. Sorry, bubble. But if you do, you've got to give them health insurance. That's just, it's just fair. <laughs> You know, below minimum wage, man, because they're an apprentice, you see. Don't have to pay them a full wage. <laughs> an apprentice. <laughs> Just an apprentice. That's all. Uh-huh. Oh, fucking, it's shocking. But uh, all, all a question of how much do you want to yeah. spend it? Exactly, Dave. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. You can spend yeah. a fortune on this. I remember back in the day, and I've spoken about it before. Remember the videos, the VHS? Uh, they, this is how we used to watch TV back in the day, kids. You know? <laughs> Uh, Jorge Cervantes had this VHS and he showed you all these different grow rooms out in California. 
And even back then, and this must have been 20 years ago, he showed a grow room where they had uh, a pH dispenser, nutrient dispenser, uh, and they would like adjust everything uh, mm -hmm. to feed a whole field, man. They'd make sure that it had enough nutrients in the EC was balanced properly. The pH was balanced properly. Then it had a timer on it to make sure it was watered at the right time. Yeah. And everything was done via machine. You, know, you just got to add the stuff beforehand. You know, you mm -hmm. just add uh, the, make sure the nutrient bottles are full up and the, the pH up and down is full up and shit. And, yeah. The, the machines would do it for you, man. Crazy. Imagine in 20 years' time how good AI is going to be at growing weed. It's going to fuck us all over. It's beating us at chess. It's beating us at go. It's a matter of time before it grows better weed than we do. <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen the GPT-4 or whatever it is that's come out and it's already no. writing like lawsuits and shit? Wow. <laughs> oh, I have seen a couple of things, some examples of that stuff too, about what it can do. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Impressive, man. <laughs> yeah good shit anyway yeah ai that's going to be the next thing mm. you'll be able to buy the whole system <laughs> just add nutrients yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised wow. there isn't a tool for that already mm. yeah they they technically i guess they have what is it um green goddess supply has that grow cabinet thing that's supposed to have some kind of an intelligence oh. on it that it raises the light to the right right yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. seeing that yeah it's like yeah. A, and you can get it like you can say on your on your phone or whatever you can be like open door to grow box and the door opens and shit like that like, it's kind of bizarre yeah it's, yeah that's for people who don't want to learn how to grow the machine will do it for you yeah hey, and I, I like my plants yeah man yeah. don't buy the machines everybody they are shit uh, i've never yeah. used one but i've seen it and as an experienced grower i'm sure anybody who is an experienced grower you see that shit you know it's just novelty that's for yes. people who don't actually grow that's not going to work it's not going to bring you high quality cannabis like what you're trying to grow so it's always better to just get your own setup and try and automate parts of it like this you know like the light switch for example the light comes on at a certain time and that's automated from the wall via a timer. It's just the same thing with the watering. You just have to make sure that it's set up properly. You know, get the right tubes, the right reservoir size for the amount you need. You know, if you're in a salt-based grow in cocoa or rock wool, then make sure that it's timed properly and the nutrients are at the right EC. And if you have enough money, you can get shit that can monitor that and adjust it as well. But you can just have it all set up with an air stone in beforehand. There's so many ways to get this done, you know? And like I said, I said it before, but I want to uh, definitely say it again. Use black tubing on your auto watering systems. You'll, you'll thank me for it later mm. on. Mm -hmm. Or just, just go mm. cowboy as fuck like I do and use fucking garden hose. And what about, I mean... <laughs> as long as light can't get through it, you're good, yeah. Correct. When you were going through, the, I mean, like bubble hawk, you had crazy 40 degree summer and shit. If you've got a reservoir in a room that isn't air conditioned it's going to be uh the water's going to get pretty warm so if necessary you can add a, a cooler to that as well right an aquarium cooler yeah there's a whole bunch of different things you can do um i tend it depends in usually through the summer when it's that hot i'm having to feed them up to three times four times a day in a five gallon pot to keep them happy um Ooh. so i'm you know it can be up to anywhere from 60 to 80 liters of feed per 24 hours just to keep them all happy um so I'm, I'm refreshing that water anyway, but if you wanted to go to that extent of having like say a 200 liter res and throwing a, um, a cooler in there, yep. By all means you can, there's no reason why you can't same sort of coolers you'd use in a DWC. Yeah. I mean, it's all automated. I mean, you can automate everything now as well, which is very cool. 
it's just uh, it's crazy how far technology goes and how fast you know half of these things i didn't even consider uh, being able to get uh, probes in your soil to measure the moisture back to link up to your wi-fi so you can see it on your phone like damn oh yeah you can do that now right crazy yeah, I'm, wait- I'm waiting for ac infinity to jump out into the auto watering game i've done everything else so far you know mm-hmm. But it's not automating everything. It doesn't all have to be as complex as that either. There's simpler ways to do it as well. There's this thing called the WIC system. Have you seen this before? I've used the WIC system on other house plants before, but never on cannabis. But I I am familiar with it. Hmm. Have you used it before, Marge, with your soil growers? Yeah, I have actually. I'm I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. It's like one of those ceramic, little ceramic things with the tube. It's a WIC system. Right, what do you do with it? How does it work? You have to have the the hose in the water, and then yeah. the ceramic thing is in the soil. And right. it's just like a drip system that you can set up for a few days. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've seen it done before where all you need to do is put like a shoelace into a bucket or a bowl or a bottle yeah. of water, and the shoelace absorbs the water, and then it just keeps moving into the soil slowly. You know, As the soil gets mm-hmm. drier, it absorbs moisture from the lace and then it gets pulled up out of the water and it just, uh, that can keep you going for like a week if the bucket's big enough. Apparently, I think you'd need a, you're going to do it with a big plant, I don't think, but small plants, you have a chance of getting that done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's that, that trick's a trick as old as time, the old auto wicking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen guys put it in around the pot as they're putting their medium in. And so they That's- just, yeah, that's what I'm using the bottle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's 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 already mixed through, and the roots just get make their way around to it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it works. It's not ideal, is it? I mean the best way to do it is to have an automated water system, like we've mentioned. Like hmm. Monkey has set up, you know, get a bucket which will be a reservoir hmm. linked up with pipes with pumps around the plant and on a timer. Nice and easy, then job's done for you. You know. Now yeah. Amazon has some automatic watering things for house plants, and I have seen people around the site use them. I have no experience with them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they work. I don't know what, what anything about them, but I just have noticed that a lot of people who have purchased these things from uh, and, and for diaries or whatnot, they don't seem to keep them for very long. So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. that they just not work right or what. You know, no I, idea. I don't know. I think. I think they, simple's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pond, a pond pump, some hose and some feed rings is a lot simpler than messing with some of these full-blown systems. And if you just, I mean, if you're growing fields of it, automation makes sense or, you know, but something simple, if you're going away for a few days, like a pump in a bucket, that's going to be your, be- your best, really your best bet at doing it. Or if you really want to go old school, a couple of Coke bottles filled with it and a couple of hose, coals poked in the top and just shove that in the medium and leave it be and just let it drip away. Same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think SG2 we... is coming out in the chat there. So... <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's easy ways to do this shit. Like, and, you know, the shit that don't take electricity, you can do that you know, with just a wick system. I've seen people just taping bottles of water to a cane putting that in the yeah. soil and then you're like you just loosen the lid a little bit so it just drips and yeah. just drips constantly then yeah twisted put a comment up he said he had tried using one of those ones from amazon on a grow he said it worked but not that well so mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. pretty much what we pretty much expected there yeah. you know there's better ways to do it 
you just have to do what you have to do. You know, if you're going away for a few days, if you have to go away and you got plants growing, you don't want to have to just chop them down or leave them to fend for themselves. Right. And it doesn't cost much to get these set up. I mean, if, when you're spending the money on the whole grow system, it's a small amount compared to the, the growth setup. You probably get it done for like £40. Are you saying about $60, Monkey, for the uh, whole water uh, setup? If that. I mean, I didn't spend much of anything for it. Yeah, I could easily get it done for 60 Easy. Pumps are what's going to cost you. Yeah, and the pumps really, like I said, mm. don't have to be the big expensive ones because it doesn't make any difference how fast it delivers the water as long as it gets there. Mm-hmm. All good. That's it. You have make sure you get your air stone to keep everything well stirred. Yeah, and some and of these are going to have to be just tailored to your own conditions. You know, everybody's going to be a little different. Your environment's different. Your grow room's different. So be mm-hmm. creative. Some of these options, like the um, you know filling the bottles and putting them on on sticks and things like that, that can work for a gorilla grow too. So if you're mm-hmm. you know if if you don't want to be going to the plot every couple of days. You can set a few bottles up, just leave it, come back in every week, you know, just top yeah, up the yeah. bottles as you go. Yeah, nice point. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You don't necessarily need electricity. It's just that, that's the best way. You know, if you want it to be reliable and shit, then you want these Wi Fi sensors and things like that. Yeah. And the thing with cannabis, you know, it's soil grown cannabis, especially, it needs that wet dry cycle. So I would stay away from these, you know, what I'm talking about, watering bulbs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. that's going to just keep your soil too wet too long and your, mm-hmm. your cannabis is not going to love you for that yeah and then with the cocoa grows I mean, you can auto water every 15 minutes if you wanted to when you're growing in cocoa and that's Darn what near, do. exactly almost impossible to overwater cocoa mm-hmm. if it's done correctly i mean i have literally had a constant drip going from germination to harvest on a on a mug grow and it, it did fine yeah hmm. Yeah, you can have it recycling as well, recirculating. So when it goes into the runoff, it gets pumped back into the bucket and then given back. But you have to check the EC every day to make sure that it, you know, it stays balanced because it will be using stuff out of it. When it goes back in, the EC right. of the nutrient solution is getting used up slowly, but it does happen. Now, there are, um, there, there, if you're going to be away for a long time and you're concerned about your runoff accumulating, there is something called a condensate pump, I believe is what it's called, that's usually used in air conditioning and systems. And it basically auto senses a liquid in the bottom of your catch pan and can actually pump it in, uh, you know, can move it out of your tent into a, a runoff waste container as well. So those things are available. They're not extremely expensive either, uh, but you can find those at most home improvement stores, condensate pump. Hmm. Damn, it's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, I'd want to see how automated you could get a grow room. Uh, you could probably go get it to the point to where you'd what, go in once a week. Less than. You, you probably well, get it all set training. up so the whole grow could do it itself, man. Uh, it's the training is what I'm thinking now. You know? mm, just the height of the, you know, moving the lights up. Isn't, mm. isn't there some growing, uh, some growers over in the States, they're using a system that will actually pick up uh, fluctuations in the in the mediums EC and adjust and do all of that so they can go they all that and it's all to a computer based system so it the AI works out whether it's too much of something and not enough of something else and can feed individual plants based really? on that like it's some wild stuff they can do now but it, it, again mm. money 
You know, it how much money do you want to spend? Sounds expensive to me, man. Doesn't sound like something yeah. like a home grower would do. You know, no, especially no, no. these are like, yeah. You know, now, now that the cannabis prices are getting down as low as, excuse me, $25 an ounce in some places mm -hmm. for this, you know, mids, it's just like, yeah. how do you, how can you afford to put a system like that in even? Crazy. Yeah, you, you can't, can you? Mm -mm. Not justifiably, uh, anyway. Billy said, no then my girlfriend's grow room is automated because I do the fucking lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I feel that struggle. Uh, my missus has an automated room as well. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Weed just shows up in the jar of ground ready I mean, to smoke. You know? She, she's <laughs> never grown a plant, but she's been smoking homegrown for about 10 years. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's my missus. Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, we need permission from the missus to grow as well. So it's pretty much like, yeah, okay, you can grow weed for me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the best advice I can give any home grower though. Get a buy-in from your spouse. Don't take this on alone, man. You know, this is your whole house is involved in this. Mm -hmm. Right. At least the licenses are cheaper. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I mean there's always more on all the grow guides. We can always go into more detail and, and cover it, you know, deeper. So you can find out more and more, but if you need any help with any of this, you can just come over to percysgrowroom.com and ask us, you know, and we're always happy to help you out. And these guys, you know, monkeys built his, his own automated watering system. So he can help you twisted. There's also built one. He had an accident recently, but it was just an accident, just a one-off. Don't be scared. Yeah. You know, <laughs> twisted will be able to explain what he did too. I've done it before. Just same thing twisted as, you know, just sorry, missed the program by a little bit. Next thing you know, boom. Yeah, it happens. That's it, man. Okay. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always happy to help. Yeah, well, I mean, if you ever need help in anything like that, not just auto watering, Percy's is the place to come. That's where we are, and that's where you can contact us and actually ask us real questions right there. Mm -hmm. So what would you be piece of advice be for these guys who are thinking about an automated watering system monkey what would you do say it, do it today because it's so easy i mean if you're thinking you need this you already need it right you know? <laughs> and you, be creative you know everybody's going to be different in their situations but if you're thinking about building an auto watering system you should have already done it right i would also say too you know like your whole goal if you're going away is to just Come home to a plant that's alive still. That's usually what my goal has mm, been as mm. well. Yeah. I, I'm like, please let it still be alive. <laughs> yeah. I can nurse it back to help. Just keep it alive. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So get it set up, everybody. Get get your uh, automated watering system set up. Even if you think you don't need it, just do it anyway. Imagine how cool it would be to just be able to mix up your nutrients and take it to your grow room and just let it sit there rather than there for 10 minutes pouring jug after jug into the top of the bucket plant. Now you can spend that 10 minutes watching YouTube videos and stuff instead. You know? <laughs> or just looking that. at your plants, you know, training. I mean, that, that makes sense too, because if you do think you could be going away anytime in the next six months, it's probably wise to test out a system like this before you're actually going. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. And then yeah. once it's set up, you might as well use it anyway. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any noise from the pumps, though, monkey? Is it a noticeable noise? Is it reasonably quiet? Uh, reasonably quiet. I The pumps that I use, like I said, are the smaller ones, and I have to actually be very close to the bucket to actually hear anything turn on. Right, right. Or, it can't be or any louder it, than this damn timer in my room here. So. <laughs> oh, no. 
they're they're quieter than than a malfunctioning <laughs> or a badly done uh, mecha- electromechanical timer. Yeah, I've always mostly. wondered what that ticking was in the background of your audio, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> there was another bomb. <laughs> yeah, I never really heard any ticking in the background. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Uh, well, that's what it sounds like. But yeah, I mean, I'll actually go on a limb and say I've, I've actually gone to the smart switches for my tent timers, and I love it because you know I, I was just looking them. at those on Amazon too. And you're right, like fully so digital timers that are uh, very reasonably priced. Yeah. yeah, and when you go to flip your plants, you go from flower from veg to bloom. You do it on your phone instead of having to sit there in, in the tent and try and push buttons and stuff. It's so easy. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. We need to contact these people and be like, "Yo, <laughs> I need some of your devices. I want to fully automate my grow, and you can help me." Well, send it, us some care packages completely possible these days to automate almost everything in your grow with, with the technology that's out there i mean i'm amazed every day we go to percy's and somebody's got something else new that does automatic this mm. crazy stuff out there man but you know what they can't get that would work properly and i know they try very often something to do the fucking trimming for you <laughs> well they got big machines for that but they yeah don't do but they job. fuck up your shit man I know it. especially if you got a foxtail on your birds god damn you're losing our crop <laughs> Okay. That's true. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm I'm not a fan of the um of the tumble trimmers and stuff like that. I you mm. know I know they got a place and all of that, but in a, in a homegrown environment, just a pair of scissors, man. Just it's I know it can be tedious, but mm-hmm. it's the best way, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the best way to do it, man. As simple as that. It just takes fucking ages. I just find yeah, a good well, movie or something. Jail for a reason. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but a reward after that jail, though. Good reward. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to wait a yeah. week for it. <laughs> yeah. Or two weeks. Or two weeks. Yeah. Just wondering what, what could Wayne Zielinski do? Remember Wayne Zielinski? What movie? Does anybody remember? No. The Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, man. You know, he, oh. He, oh. he had that device that made him breakfast and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Zelensky, I'm th- I was thinking uh, Tommy Boy, Zelensky Motors, yeah. Is that, that the name of his motor? Tommy Boy's fucking great movie. Chris Farley was epic, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, what other one was it? It was Tommy Boy and... Uh, Black Sheep. Black Sheep. That's <laughs> fucking funny. Damn. Great fucking movie. Love that Carl. fucking film. He's just <laughs> tumbling down the fucking hill from the rock. <laughs> Please, little roots. <laughs> Please stay strong. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that killed me. Yeah. So good. Thank he's you, in the ra- little in roots. He's on, on the campaign trail. He's just in mm-hmm. there with the, with the rasters. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Chris Farley. Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. <laughs> John Finnegan's was thinking about the one I was thinking about, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Oh, man. that's another cracker. <laughs> Damn. Gone too soon. Good old Chris Farley. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. I think that's everything we have to say about automated watering systems here, everybody. But if you have any questions at all, you know you can find us over at postyscrollroom.com or in our Discord server, and we'll be able to answer any questions that you have. But it's highly recommended that you get this shit set up. It's reasonably cheap to do so. And once it's set up, then it makes just everything a lot easier. You could be doing other things than just pouring water into pots. Let the automated watering system do it, and maybe do some training on your plants, some scrogging and shit. 
Man, that would that would make a difference. Automatic watering on scrogs is great, man. Mm-hmm. You don't have to climb up underneath that net every day. Oh gosh, oh, yeah. You know, so I've still got a so- <laughs> shoulder injury that I did like ten years ago, man. Was trying to reach the back of the tent, do some watering, and pulled my shoulder out. And I swear, I still got problems with that shoulder because of it. The bastard. But, you know, the weed worth the it though? Neck. Oh, yeah, that was like blue cheese, bro. It was worth it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's the itchy neck you get for me because you're in there and they've got the leaves scraping on the back of your neck where your head's up under the canopy. No, thanks. Damn. Scrogging no. is, is been difficult sometimes, man. You know, you got the four plants in there. You got to get to the back and you, it's like sometimes I've been laying on my back and putting myself through <laughs> to get to I the back. I feel so of the sorry tent. for you, Mac. I feel so much sympathy <laughs> for you right now. <laughs> reaching up trying to put that fucking thing and you only got one arm because you're laying on the other one it's like oh god it's so much hard work man but where did did you put that violin mackie oh man i'll send it to you And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Grow Guides. If you have any suggestions for topics we can cover in the future on future episodes of Grow Guides, then feel free to get in touch. You can find us over at percysgrowroom.com where you can send us a private message. You can find us on our Discord server where you can send us messages there as well. Or you can find us on any of the major social networks. Just search for High on Homegrown, send us a message, and we'll love to hear from you. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode on this week's Grow Guides over on the live show on Sunday. We're going to be talking about long-term storage of cannabis. So, you know, when you get a big grow, you're going to be storing it for a long time and you want to make sure it's stored properly. So we're going to be discussing that in the next episode. So I hope to see you at the live show on Sunday over at youtube.com slash high on homegrown. But if not, we'll catch you on Monday with the cannabis news and events as always. So thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for downloading. We massively appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good weekend, stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.